Welcome to Road Trip to Wellness, the movement created to encourage and inspire the union and action of healthy ideas as you navigate your own personal journey to health and wellness. I am your host, Rona Dixon, and I am so excited today to get started and talk to you um, about community. I have an amazing guest here today, Sharita Niles. I'm going to tell you all about her in just a moment. Uh, But the reason we have Sharita on today is definitely because at Road Trip to Wellness, we offer you simple, practical solutions to your health and wellness needs. Uh, And so she is just an amazing person that has come to Indianapolis by way of St. Louis. And she has been here a couple of years and just has embraced the community in so many different ways and so many different areas. And I'm just so excited to share it with you guys today. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a little bit with Miss Sharita Niles. All right, we are back and welcome to Road Trip to Wellness. I am here with our guest today, Miss Sharita Niles. Hi, Sharita. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This lady is over here. I'm going to tell you, I'm here to talk about her because she's driving me bananas. Sharita acts like she is the shyest person in the whole world. She is driving me bonkers about a mission step. I'm like, Sharita. Oh my gosh. She's driving me bonkers, y'all. So. Because we know her and we don't believe her. I've only, I haven't even known her that long. And I know it's not true. Because she begins talking and the avalanche of information just begins to come on out. It's not going to record. We were trying to record for you guys um, some video, but technical difficulties are happening. But don't worry. Um, You have this lady here live and in living color. So Sharita is a business strategist. She's a community connector and she's an amazing health advocate. Uh, She has her own business. She just got everything all together, she's so excited. It's in connection, and she has a passion for helping nonprofits and small businesses. So I will let her go into greater detail about exactly what it is that she does, and she's just going to talk to us about uh, business. She's going to talk to us about community connection and just her passion and how she got started on her road trip with all of these things. Uh, but she also just has a beautiful passion as a health advocate for seniors, and I just love that about Sharita. So. Enlighten us, Sharita. Tell us all about you. Okay, so first of all, I am shy, but I'm going to make this happen. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, So, In Connection is a new aspect of my organization for all creative purposes. Um, Number first and foremost, I'm a creative. So, everything I do has a creative flair. Um, I'm an artist by heart. I've been that my whole life since I was able to hold crayons, paintbrushes, markers, all of those things. So my umbrella company is for all creative purposes, but I have now ventured into um, separating some things. So in connection is my separation that is for businesses and organizations. I seek to empower mainly women-owned businesses um, to reach their greatest height through developing strong community relationships. So um, it is my philosophy that everything you need is already in your community. And the best way to get that is to build solid relationships. Mm. If you don't have the right relationships, it makes it very difficult to get to where it is that you want to be. I've learned in my time here in Indianapolis that connecting with people moves you faster than any degree or any other piece of paper can get you. Mm. So 
Um, I want to help other women businesses get to that point. I want to I want to create a solid connection between all the women on businesses in Indianapolis so we can be a powerful force and take this city, state, country by storm. Amen. All right. Okay. So Sharita, you and I talk a lot about community. Um, so I'm going to jump right into that um, and just... Some people don't get it sometimes. Um, just relationships and building relationships and nurturing those relationships in community, whether it's business um, or just you know community connections and organizations. How do you build healthy relationships with people in your community? As of course, as it relates to your business, because you always want to keep those um, as professional and as healthy as possible. But again, you and I talk quite often. So wh- how do we do that? So first and foremost, for me, I believe the strongest way to build a relationship, a solid relationship, is you go into the relationship willing to give first. So you don't contact someone to say, what can you do for me? You contact someone to say, what can I do for you? Hmm. How can I assist your organization? What is it that your organization needs that maybe my company or me as an individual can offer to you? That changes the conversation. That, Hmm. That breaks down the... Um, walls that someone may have where they think that you're trying to get something from them or they think that you're coming at them for something Mm -hmm. that breaks a wall absolutely Um, and once you've established that in those conversations a lot of times you learn what it is that people honestly do what their passions are and you see where you fit in and that's what I help people to do because not everybody can see that I do know that I have a different type of brain um, so I can see connections and things that maybe, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, the average person doesn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that that's the first thing that you do is you go, you either go to find out about their business or what it is that they do just in general, not asking for anything. Mm-hmm. But if you want to ask something, ask how you can help first. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good tip. So I am going to go back just a little bit and okay. just ask about your journey. So what does your road trip look like in um, getting to where you are and creating those connections and doing those things in a healthy way. What does that look like for you? Because I'm sure you have you've had some lessons along the way. Oh my, have I? <laughs> so um, you presented this question to me, and it took a lot for me to come up with what my response is because my journey has been so involved. Um, but I'm grateful. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for everything that I experienced, everything that I had to do, because all of those things have prepared me for where I am now. Absolutely. And I believe that some of them are preparing me for where I'm going to be tomorrow, Absolutely. next week, next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take everything as a lesson in life. I try to live without any regrets. My journey, uh, of course, started in St. Louis. I'm born and raised there, my hometown. Um, love it, but it was time for me to move forward. Uh, While I was there, I made a lot of connections with people, but they weren't solid connections. They were, I did exactly like I said, I go in and I ask people, what can I do for them? How can I help? How can I be a part of this? And of course they would allow me to, but there was no reception in that. Mm. So if I needed something, I couldn't go back and call on those people. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. And not to speak negatively about where I'm from, but there is just a different culture there. Mm. So it's who knows your name. And if they know your name, then they're going to pour into you. Hmm. For me, I'm about genuineness. Mm -hmm. So if genuinely you're not doing anything, I'm not going to support you just because Mm -hmm. your name is such and such or I've seen your name on a billboard or things like that. So I wasn't that person. 
I didn't have that name because I was a background player. Right. Um, and because I was a background player, even though I was connected to people that were frontline people, I wasn't given really the chance. Mm. Um, but people know to call on me. And they know the information that I'm able to get. And they know who I'm connected to. However, they were mm. not willing to pour into what it was that I was doing. Why do you think that is? Um, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Because hmm. I feel like it happens, and I'm asking that because I feel like it happens quite yeah. often, which I, is what we have conversation about right. um, a lot of times, is that we come to the table willing because we know that there is enough work for everybody in Absolutely. the community. Believe me, Absolutely. there is enough for everyone to do. Yeah. And it's like people, A, work in those little, everybody called silos, they work in their little slot silos and they stay in their um, little corners over here and they hoard, so to speak, all of this information that could be shared with other individuals in the community. Uh, and the more we, be, I know, especially in health and wellness, um, you can't do it alone. Absolutely. And I don't know why People think that they can do it alone and they want to take it all and do it all themselves. It will be impossible, yeah. which is why I always know, like you said, they always end up coming back to me mm -hmm. for they, the information. They know where to get the information. Yes. They know, they know who they trust. And you know what? I would track that. It's not that I don't know. I do know. Um, for me, it was, I didn't have the same level of confidence then that I have now mm. in who I am and what it is that I'm and you able feel like they recognize do. that? And I feel like most people can rec even I can approach someone mm -hmm. and recognize when they lack confidence mm -hmm. so if I'm looking back to who I was at that time absolutely I went into those situations but I wasn't willing to say by the way this is who I am and this is what I do mm -hmm. I wanted them to see what I did mm -hmm. and and then approach me about it but if I didn't come confidently then how will people know? Wow. So my one of my sayings that I say all the time is closed mouth doesn't get fed. Absolutely. So my mom's favorite up, line. So that would be my key advice to someone is you have to speak up and tell people what it is. You don't have to be arrogant about it, but you can say, you know, by the way, I do these things or hand out a business card or mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. to let them know you do have a platform. Absolutely. But I'm coming to help you mm -hmm. with yours. So then it's in their mind that at some point this person may need my help. And even when I need a help, I can't say that I push to get the help from people. You know, I may send them an email or or a flyer or tell them something that I'm doing and then there's no response. Mm -hmm. But I didn't say, I need your help with this. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to come along and do this. And I think a lot of that has to do with confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... I mean, even me doing this podcast, I'm not even going to bring this up to her because she will like dog me out. Like, so, because I'm serious. When you lack confidence mm -hmm. uh, and when you are fearful, you're living in fear constantly about the silliest thing about talking on a microphone in my house. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it's, it really is. And I do think, I, like you said, there's something to be said about people. Um, immediately recognizing that in you. Sharia, what do you think has been, especially for the business part of things, because I have seen you just, since I've met you, um, the business part, you have just, like, it's been like a rocket ship. And, uh, well, especially knowing that after I met you, knowing that you had not been in Indianapolis for as long as I assumed, mm -hmm. because when I say well-connected, 
I mean, in the community, period, business, health, I mean, just very well connected. Um, on the business side, what do you think has been, especially for Indianapolis, what has been your greatest um, encouragement or support uh, for you to kind of take that next step to start running, you know, instead of walking for your business? Honestly, I think that it is the connections that I have that I, so those connections started with, I came here, you know, a little bit of background. I came to Indianapolis um, not knowing anyone. I didn't have any friends or family here. Um, I applied for several positions. I got called for two, came for an interview, interviewed for both. Both were interested in me, but I selected the part-time job over the full-time job. Mm. And at the time, I can't tell you that I knew that this was a plan, but I also knew where it was that I wanted to be as far as doing a job. Mm -hmm. The, the part-time job offered me opportunities in the community. It offered me an opportunity to do something great, to spread a great message, as well as to connect with people that didn't know me. Um, so it gave me an open opportunity to build my own network mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I didn't know those things then when it was happening, but divinely it happened. Absolutely. Um, so in that I gained all of these relationships because people saw the work that I did. I told them what I did. They saw me do exactly what I said that I was going to do. And then in return, they would say things like, well, how can I be of help? Mm. What is it that you're doing? When I came to Indianapolis, I had put my business on hold because I felt like I didn't have a network and I didn't know enough people. Wow. That and just I gave me chills when you said that. Cause I'm telling you, yeah, her network is vast. But it wasn't when I came here. So I felt like until I have a network or until I have a group of people that are willing to support me, mm -hmm. how am I going to make my business work? I just, I couldn't afford to struggle in the way that I did in St. Louis and mm -hmm. in the city. And also I was trying to establish a life. I had to get things established just to be able to, you know, Absolutely. have my family feel secure. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I put my business on hold and I helped to build other people's businesses. But in that, I always kept in mind, these are my contacts. Mm -hmm. So I built business relationships with them, but I was very personal with people. Not personal to the point we went out, but I let them into who I was. And a lot of times they let me into who they were. Mm -hmm. We checked in on each other. Mm -hmm. Some of these people have become, become friends of mine. Um, and I think that is how it built solid relationships. And then those individuals always introduced me to other people. Case in point, you. Yeah, I've right. Great people <laughs> through you that you know I feel like are great to be a part of my network, and I want to be a part of their network. Right. So I appreciate those relationships. I appreciate that whole experience because, again, that got me to where I am right now. She's awesome, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm taking notes as I'm writing things down too uh but as we're also talking about um business things um and just the state of our country and um what's happening just in our city you know on the pandemic side and with the civil unrest that is happening uh there is so much going on sharita is it affecting your business is it affecting your clients business relationships um, I'm going to say yes to both. Mm. Um, it is affecting my business, but I won't say that it's in a negative way. Oh. Um, for me, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I do my best to turn every negative into a positive. Mm. So, yes, we're in a pandemic. Um, 
things are a little bit different while well, taking that opportunity to really learn some new technology mm-hmm. platforms mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. out how i can the biggest thing is it's about being open to a mind shift yep um and it's and, actually it's hap- it, yes, if you, you ain't shifting <laughs> you, you do not have a choice it's happening so, people if you are not a person that's down with technology get down today mm. because we don't know when this pandemic thing is really going to be over you know i'm involved in some agencies that are major health corporations state of indiana and they are saying that another wave of this is coming through so it feels like we're getting back to normal Mm -hmm. do we know if normal is ever going to be a thing absolutely and you have to put your mind in a place of if it's not how do i survive absolutely so for me i saw this and you and i talked about this this is a moment of you got to bring your creativity mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. This is this is how do I keep doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but mind shift to what's the best way to get information? Absolutely. To what's the best way to get a service to people? And a lot of it is virtual at yep, this point. Yep. So if you can't pivot to those mind shifts or find out of the box creative ways, then you're going to have a difficult time surviving. However, I'm here to help you. Exactly. That is exactly what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, some some of the clients have had some difficulty. Honestly, I've had clients that are like, I'm just going to hold off and I'm consistently saying things like, "Well, no, don't hold off. Let's just think about these things." Absolutely. Or, Would it be possible for you to do this? And if nothing else, just keep in touch with your clientele. You want to make sure they're okay. So something that I did as soon as I knew most places were not going into their offices, um, I sent emails out. How are you and your family doing? Mm -hmm. Is everybody healthy and safe? Is there something that I can do to support you Mm -hmm. in this situation? Is there anything that you see that could be helpful that, you know, maybe I can refer you to someone else to help out? And every single person came back and was like, oh, my goodness, I'm thank you for thinking of absolutely me. just and asking people that is what you call a relationship thank you jesus that's it that's, that's what i'm saying a relationship is not i need something from you absolutely so I, and that's the well, only time i hear from you and i don't say anything else in the meantime i'm also if i see someone on a see a flyer or something on someone else's page i'll send out a message hey i didn't know you were doing this and then oh my goodness i forgot to tell you but you know you're always invited mm-hmm. things like that so i just tried to stay involved in and these are not and she is involved she's always everywhere she pops in (laughs) all of the time she always says i'm on my way here real quick i'll be back in a little bit but you do sharita you do always try to make sure that you're supportive of people and what they are doing and their endeavors so i know i appreciate that so i'm always to give people what i expect to mm -hmm, absolutely that Mm. i always get it back that's huge but that's a goal that i have i feel like what you put into the universe comes back to you maybe it won't come back from those people Mm -hmm. but it's going to come back from somewhere and i've seen that in action so i am always looking to support people you know whatever it takes i won't tell you that you know i do everything but my support may be different from the next Mm -hmm. person absolutely absolutely you're gonna hear my voice you're gonna Mm -hmm. you know see but if you think think of all these levels of support that you're getting from all of these different people 
you're covered, exactly. you're supported, yes. you're held up. Yes. So that is your part. That is your way to support. But if you do have a great network of people, and that's going to, that kind of segues me into my next question, especially because you deal with women-owned businesses. Um, and I, I just want to say right now, this is stuff that I did not know about her. And I told y'all she was going to do this, and she was going to talk like she didn't know what to say and all that. So I just wanted to stop and say that. This is what she does all the time. Anyways... Back to the, <laughs> you work with small businesses and women-owned businesses. So specifically for women-owned businesses, especially with a lot of stuff that's happening on, we got all kinds of stuff coming at us as women. But I will say, especially in the wellness space, I do think it's a beautiful time for us um, to really, um, it's been time and we've been doing it. But anyways, um, is there anything in particular that women-owned businesses could or should be doing right now um, at this time. Um, we got the pandemic happening, um, the protest, and all of that thing. Yes, just injustices, period, for women, especially equal pay, all of those types of things. So I would say exactly what I just said a minute ago about being supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, as a woman, regardless of what our race or color is, we're women, so we're almost a race in our own on our own Mm -hmm. you know we there are so many um issues that we can bring to light that where we are not given the same opportunity Mm -hmm. just by being women so also to be a black woman it's almost like we're already at two strikes uh yes so i don't discriminate as far as what type of businesses of course because i'm a black woman i definitely want to help black women but i will help any women you know any businesses owned by a woman Um, I would say support. Mm -hmm. So if you are not a person of color, find a way to support a business that is created by a person of color. Mm -hmm. And if you are, continue to pour into that and give, you know, pay homage to those people that are doing great things Mm -hmm. because those things matter. When I'm looking through social media and I see those types of things, I'm like giving offense to people. Absolutely. Thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I will follow suit and Mm -hmm. do it as well. Um, something that I have been doing on my own personal social media is I am just over the whole injustice thing. So my thing is enough is enough. And I know a lot of people are saying that and it's becoming cliche, but I'm taking that to a different position. Mm-hmm. Instead of just talking about it, what are we doing? These right. businesses that are saying that we pay our money into, no matter what color you are, if you are supporting injustice, then you need to be held accountable. Absolutely. So what is your stance? And I created a letter, yep. and I put it out there and said... You put it out there where? I put it on Instagram. Yes, she I did. did. Actually, I put it on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you can send me a message. I have a landing page. If you want to get the full letter template, you can get that and send it to the people that you pay money to. Absolutely. And make them take a stand. And then when, when I'm finding information about companies... And yeah, I'm like, I did see that about Wendy's and all of those different them. ones. Okay, these people are mm-hmm. supporting... A good cause. They are not okay with injustices because we all have to live in this. World. Absolutely. It there's never going to come a time that any race is going to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever see that happening. So we got to figure out how to make this work, and we have to figure out how to make it work where everyone feels safe here. And unfortunately, although all lives matter right now, there's a certain type of life that is not mattering. To it it for real. So. That's, that's where I'm at on that. I, don't I love it. it I love it. Up. No, I, I totally love it. I did want to ask one more question on the business side before we start talking about community um, and community health. Um, 
you know my direction. I'm transitioning out of the nonprofit world and more into um, wellness spaces, um, specifically spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've worked in some of the same spaces before. Uh, and so when we're thinking of business and we're thinking of leadership, what do you feel like are some more mindful things that could be um, implemented for, I don't know, employees or or just leadership in general, because I feel like if those things are implemented at the head, then of course it is going to trickle down. Do you think that would be effective? I definitely think that's effective. I think, um, and we've talked about this before, like wholeness of organizations completely. Um, There is a level of wellness that needs to be given to, a wellness programming that needs to be given to um, CEOs or leadership, also employees, and then the company or organization as a whole. So even your clients, those that you associate with, because if you're not portraying a um, balanced, well lifestyle, then like you said, that trickles down. So for CEOs that are stressed and under pressure, which we know that's part of being a CEO, that's part of running a company, but you have to have some level of balance. If you're not being balanced, then you can't expect for your organization to portray balance. So if you're servicing clients and you're stressed and you're talking about stress to them, how are they supposed to take your word for it when clearly stress is visual? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can see when people are stressed. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person, you got to be about what you say. So if you're stressed and you're telling me not to be stressed, then how am I going to not be stressed? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it stresses me to look at you to tell me that I'm not that I shouldn't be stressed. I used to say that about I used to say that about um, the event planning company that I used to work for, the wedding company. Um, and I would always say that she's like, "Where are you at? Where are you at?" She would have me on the walkie. "Where are you at? Where are you at?" You know, and I'm like, "She's like, I need you right here beside me." No, because you stress, and if you stress, and then I'm stressed, then we are a lost cause because we the team. We both can't be stressed. So I, I just feel like um, teaching, um, and you've experienced my yin yoga classes, um, but just yoga and meditation and just, uh, and any other tools that people can use, um, those are just my tools of choice, but other things that people can use just, you know, in the workplace, within their business, um, if that's hiring someone just to be on hand. Um, I think that would be excellent if they can do that. And if they can't afford to do that, then just take mindful moments. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. The, I think the in services for people to come in and do that here and there. Yeah, the stigma for us as a working community mm. is you the more you work, mm. the better the outcome mm. is. And that's mm. not necessarily true. It's not true, Sharita. You, you know it's not. You know I get mad about it. It's not <laughs> if true. You don't take the moment. And I feel like if if employers would have mindful moments, it could be thirty minutes out of a day. That you say, okay, all employees, here's what we're going to do. And I know that this works because I used to work for a major health corporation Mm -hmm. probably about 14 years ago where I had my youngest son. Um, And when our CEO, she had a thing every week, she would come by with a cart and it was a call center and she would pass out something. It would be a button that had encouragement on it. It would be cookies. It could be, it could be, but what would happen is the phones would go down for 20 minutes and she would walk through and she'd sit on desk and she'd say encouraging words and she'd make us chant back and 
I'll be honest, we thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm further in what it is that I'm doing, I recognize the reason that she did that. Because the thing is, that 20 minutes gave us a chance to just debrief. Yep. To breathe. Yep. To just take a moment. We clapped. We chanted. Sometimes she would make us all scream together. Mm -hmm. Which, again, we thought was dumb. Yep. But also, she didn't allow people to not do it. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't do it, she would just stay there in your face until you did it. Like wow. She, this was a demand yeah. for the CEO. And we would have, every month, there'd be a breakout day. Half a day, we would not be on the phone. We wouldn't be in our offices. We would be doing team building together. Oh, wow. And yeah. And I realized that made us all work better. Absolutely. Yeah, but also, we would have things like deep breathing exercises. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. You know, they would bring in yoga balls, and you'd have to, you know, or you just let things mm -hmm. out. Sometimes you need to just let it Absolutely, out. absolutely. And I think, you know, our, especially in the corporate world, they just think, you know, higher production means bigger, better, more. faster, more. Yeah, just, mm -hmm. just keep going. And you look back and you're on your sick bed about to take your last breath. And what do you have to say mm -hmm. that you worked hard? For Absolutely. Somebody? Not not worth yeah. it. I agree. I totally agree. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that part up because we conversate about that a lot. But all righty. Well, Sharita. As I shared with everybody, just your love for community is amazingly beautiful. And you've jumped into the indie community. Um, and like, I think she know more people than I know. I'm sure she does. Uh, so where did that connection spirit that you say you don't have come from? I had to throw it in. I don't know it was petty, I know, I know but I had to say it anyways. I, I, I don't know the root of it but i will say um as i thought about this when you sent me some of the information about what we'd be talking about um i have to attribute it to my grandmother mm -hmm. both of them but and we were in conversation about this a few days ago and she started connecting and it's amazing how you yeah, do I that we forget I, so much sharita we do yes. we have to go back because i did you know i there's so many things that i give my grandmother's credit for mm -hmm. um just for my life personally but never really thinking about they both were entrepreneurs so that's where that comes from for me and community they were very well involved in their churches and their community mm -hmm. um my my maternal grandmother which i called my granny i spent so much time with her um she in my as I got to an age to drive her she was losing her sight mm. but that didn't stop her from doing what she had always been doing in the community so I became her personal chauffeur yep mm -hmm. in that I attended all the association <laughs> meetings she realized this the other day <laughs> she was like wait a minute <laughs> I, I realized that I was in all these association meetings because she was a child care provider and then she was Part of this, I don't even know what this community thing was, but I know there was an alderman. She's on a community thing. I don't know what it was. Out doing lobbying. Like, I was a kid lobbying. I didn't even know what lobbying was until I got to high school. And I was like, wait, I think I've done this before. <laughs> so I'm just this cute little girl. Oh, that's funny. Me and I'm marching from house to house over here in court. You know, we're in state capital building. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's boring. And also, I didn't talk then. So, I was just this little kid. Like you don't now. And she, no, yeah. I really didn't talk then. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother used to always say, this is how you build relationships. You say stuff. But she was in a lot of major stuff. Mm -hmm. And she would, it wasn't that I took her and I dropped her off. She would say, well, here's what you need to wear. And here's here's where we're going. 
And I would always say, do I have to go? And she's like, yes, I need you there. Mm. And she would say to me that she needed me there because, you know, she can't see things and she can't read. But I believe in my heart of hearts, she was giving me a gift that can't be given yes. in any other way. Like, like carry this on, carry on my legacy in this work. Yes, yes. that is beautiful. I'm sure anybody that sat at the table with her could read a menu to her. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she didn't mm-hmm. need me to do that. And most of the time, I didn't even do those things when I was with her, but she always introduced me to people and this is my baby, mm-hmm. and this is what she does. And I just nod because, again, I know you don't believe that I'm shy, <laughs> but I, I was definitely shy. <laughs> I'm probably less shy now, but I was definitely shy then, and I think that's where my sense of community, that and some situations that I experienced in my life, like mm-hmm. I've been in a state of homelessness before, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I've been without things, I didn't have the greatest upbringing, um, and thankful to both of my grandmothers that they were supportive in mm-hmm. situations that we were in and made sure that if we did go without something, it was only once or twice, and then they made sure that we had it. But that was, I think that that humbles you. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at people's situations different because you can look at a person and and form an opinion, but you really don't know what they did to get in that position. I was homeless and had a great job. Wow. Money was not my issue. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't find a good place to stay, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, before I would live in a place where there's an opportunity for one of my children to be murdered, just sleeping in their bed, I would rather just keep it moving. Your friend even told you the other day that just where you would be living, where you were living in St. Louis now would more than likely get trampled by the protests Mm -hmm. that are happening Mm -hmm. right now. That's incorrect. I mean, I mean, she brought that back to my reality. She was like, just think if you were back, because people are always looking for me to move back to St. Louis, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. And she's like, no, she's not moving back. Because if she was there, this is the situation she would be in. And where would you be? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm grateful for everything mm-hmm. that happens. I take it all as life lessons, living lessons. It has brought me to where I am now. But I will have to say the community thing had to come from grandparents and then just experiences that I've had. But I've always been like a person that wanted to give. Mm. I I mean, I guess my grandmother did that a lot because she took care of kids, but she took care of those kids' families. Absolutely. Now, you said your grandmother, when I remember talking about your grandmother, didn't she transition from working um, and into owning her own business? uh, I believe she was at CPI for either 20 or 30 years Mm -hmm. she retired and then started her um child care in her house she morphed her house a part of her house into a child care center and then helped other women start child care centers in their home so you know she gave it to me i just i I truly believe that because i know you said she always told you that you didn't have to work like she did yeah she would she would say things like you you can do better than me follow your dreams but also, like, this is something for you. Like, yeah. I'm doing this. She used. She never used the word legacy, but I knew what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build a legacy. And really, no one in our family was interested in, you know, doing what she did. I honestly didn't know that I was interested in having a child. We never do. Until I got a little bit older. <laughs> we never do. Hence, over that, I don't <laughs> want to do children i did that for 17 years it was a great experience i feel like i poured into a lot of them i have now yeah. transitioned to adults 55 and yes and speaking of which that's exact another great transition 
to Sharita's love for the senior community. When I tell you, when I met her and just talking, I'm talking to her in a conversation. Um, I was working for um, a nonprofit and Sharita was one of my partners and she was working with the seniors. So I'm bringing my programs to her seniors and we were just having a conversation, she and I, and one senior walked in. And when I tell you the switch in Sharita to talk to this senior, I mean, it was sweetness and compassion and just listening. And these people was talking and talking. This little lady was talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And talking. But Sharita sat there with her. What? What is the love with the senior? Not that it's wrong or anything. I'm just saying, I thought it was... Her connection, really, your connection really is uh, the sweetest thing. So what? where does that come from? What is that about? I, I guess we, we are attracted to what we have been conditioned to. Mm-hmm. So again, I spent significant time with my grandmothers. So, and not saying that they were old when we were, you know, hanging out with them all the time. But mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I was around were seniors. Yeah. You know, they were other people's grandmothers or I found myself taking care of. So when I got into a position where I was working with seniors, I always looked at them like these are all my adopted grandparents. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of them are not nice at all. (laughs) But Sharita has a way with the not. I was getting ready to say, but Sharita got away with the not nice ones. I'd be like, Sharita, you don't have to get this. Sharita, she said. I mean, um, Sharita's like, I know what you I'm have gonna, to do with her is yeah. you just. I'm like, what? You just you have. I mean, there there are people just like we are, <laughs> I and I think I just have a different understanding of people. I accept people for who absolutely, they are absolutely, and, and you know, a good senior is gonna show you exactly who they are. And, that's, and they wanna they gonna tell you how it mm-hmm, is, no mm-hmm. matter what. Please understand, they, and there have been some that tried to tear me down, and then I just look at them and I'm like, okay, but I love you anyway, Yeah. And I walk away. So that position that I took that was part-time, it was dealing with seniors initially, mm-hmm. and then it transitioned into something else where I had more time to spend with them, and some of the worst clients that they had fell in love with me, Aww. and they would say, we don't know what it is that you do to them, and I was Mm-mm. like, well, I don't either. candy. And I just listened to them talk. That's all. Like people would come in and they would be, they would cuss and throw fits. They be mean mugging you like, oh Jesus, like a mug. I be like Sharita. I don't know if I'm coming back because that lady. Go get Sharita (laughs) so she can talk to him. Yes. Why me? But you know, again, I honestly I don't know like what that is. There is something, and when I leave, they are heartbroken. They are. They are, and they still heartbroken. She been gone for like six months. (laughs) From the place that she, they're still heartbroken. They're still, but, but they still call her too. That's the they, thing. I was about to say, they still call they her. They know how to find me, and if one of them finds out where I'm at, everybody I'm else will. will. They will spread the word. Yes, they will. And my phone blows up, and some of them are really savvy. They know how to email. They <laughs> me because I've called them some of that. Like, yeah. They don't. They shouldn't be left behind because absolutely. And that's going to be that is going to be a question for me, um, especially now. You know, dealing with COVID, um, they are a high risk community. Um, 
but the whole thing is they're not dead. So right. Still that yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. Where do you feel like some of those gaps are just in senior care period, whether it's COVID, whether it's, yeah. you know, some of the people that you're still um, talking to and in contact with. What what are some of the gaps still I, there I for them? People are not looking into like the, the, the smaller details that affect. So a lot of those seniors are used to getting food through different food programs. Um, they were getting nutritional services. They were getting um fitness classes and because we're in this social distancing yeah people are not making the effort to make sure they can get what they need because the mm. first thing they say is and even some of my counterparts that i work with on a regular basis are like well you know seniors don't do online stuff and i'm like you know don't assume that they don't absolutely because some of them do and they also, sure do what can you do to improve that mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. we're moving into an age of where everything is pretty much digital does that mean that they just sit by the sideline and they're just supposed to wither away right right so how do we get what they need to them yeah does that mean we send a you know a video and somebody needs to stream it on a screen and they're in a community area so mm-hmm. oh that's a great idea yeah and that was a suggestion that i made to someone and i was and they said well uh we shouldn't have to we we don't do all of that and i said but can we yes you can might not do, do it, but can we do it? We should be doing <clears throat> all of that. It's only a couple more steps. And also, what are we doing? Exactly. Like you said, you, you're you going to have to start thinking outside of the box. It can't. This is the new normal. It's not going to be the same. We can't serve these people in the same way. You can't do that. You can't. And, and unfortunately, you can't use the excuse of, well, they don't know technology or they don't have access to it. Then how do we get them to access it? How do we get the access to them? How do we make sure that they can get what they need, still get the services that they were getting? Because the thing is, at the eight, you know, when you pass 55 and you're in like senior community, mm-hmm. there's not a lot that's sent to you anyway. Most people expect you to come out and get it. Well, when you have transportation issues and low money costs, when I was in that program, I made sure everything could be brought to them on site. You sure did. Absolutely. So that they could have access to it. The excuse of not having technology is not enough because there are enough ways to get technology to people. Absolutely. That there's no reason for them to miss out on things. So we, we just have to stop living in excuses and just care. Yes. That's and help the people mind. who need care. the care. Help the people that need the care. I think that is absolutely true and absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Just as great and just as cool as you are, Sharita. Oh. Thank you so much, sister, for being here with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I do. I really, really, really do feel like you have so much to offer our community. And I am so happy to have met you. Um, She worked on my team um, when I was working and she was rocking it out. Um, So I just you are a superhero. You are a superhero. She is an amazing mom to her children. And yes, her dog. Um. So she just really Sharita is just an amazing person. So if you are here in Indianapolis and Indianapolis, Indiana, and you are looking for new and creative ways, especially as we're in this pandemic, we're not knowing or understanding what is going to happen over these next few months or what have you. If you're looking for some creative ways um, to do some things in your business um, to switch some things up to really meet the needs of your community. Um, if you're working in community or wherever, 
give Sharita Niles a call. Sharita, where can we find you? Well, just to clear up some things, you don't have to be in Indianapolis, Indiana mm-hmm. to get my help because we are virtual. That's it. See, so, creative, new creative ways. If you need help, um, I am, although my business is in connection, I am under for all creative purposes on Facebook. It's at in, con- mm, sorry, it's at in connection um, at get connected. I'm sorry. That's what it is at get connected on Facebook. Or you can just search for all creative purposes. That's F O R not the number four. Um, if you want to email me, it's the number four and then all creative purposes. And on Instagram, it's the same as what it is on Facebook. It's F O R all creative purposes. You can find me there. Um, my website is under construction right now. So we'll have that up. It was super cute though I don't know why she changed it It was amazing She calls herself the business ninja It was the cutest little black chick Flying through the sky It was so cute I loved it She loved it But it wasn't given the right vibe So we had to revamp that It will be coming in the next few months It's going to be even better than it was before Awesome so You will still like it We but are yes, looking for get it at me. Feel free to get at me Those are the best ways Um I don't want to put a phone number out there. No, that's okay. They can always reach out to me as well. If you, if we have any guests on Road Trip to Wellness and you want to know how to get in contact with them, you absolutely know that you can reach out to me at Rona, R-O-N-A-R, the number two, W, at gmail.com. Or you can also hit me on Instagram at Road Trip to Wellness. I am there. I am also on Facebook at Road Trip to Wellness. Uh, but we would be so delighted and so excited to hear from you. And want to know all that you're thinking. Um, If you're someone who feels like you need to be showcased um, and want to get on Road Trip to Wellness, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and we'll talk about it and see what you're doing in your community. Thanks again, Sharita, for being here. We really appreciate you, audience, for being here with us, listening to Road Trip to Wellness and getting all of the new ideas and practical solutions to your health and wellness needs. We love you so, so very much. Stay safe and well in these uh, interesting times, and we will be back for you very, very soon. Much love, people.